0: Fly ball, left field, it's deep. And it is.
1: Hey guys and welcome to Broad Street to Britain, a UK, Phillies podcast, episode number 15 and it's been a long time, Uh, life has taken over guys, so apologies, but uh, it's all been worth it, but, 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 we are back, it's September and it doesn't matter how we got here, I don't care how inconsistent we've been, how poor we've been, how... How frustrating we've been. It's September. The Phillies are playing competitive baseball, and I'm all here for it. The guys here are all here for it. The wild card spot is in our hands. Everything that's happened before September doesn't even matter now. It's all about what happens tonight and what happens going forward. All the form, forget it. Forget the form. Forget Andrew Knapp, who's starting today in his previous form. Forget Efflin's previous form. He was fantastic last night, started September exactly how we hoped. It's what they do right now. All this fire Gabe Kaplan stuff, all this get rid of Matt Klentak, all this negativity, get rid of it. Let's get behind the Phillies. We all want them in the wild card and in the playoffs before the start of the season. They've got a chance of doing it. I am all here for it. For the first time since I've been supporting the Phillies, we've got a chance for the playoffs. I am buzzing for it. And for you, you guys who've been following for years and years, It's been a long time as well. It's within our reach. Let's get behind the boys and let's do it. I've been your host. Good night. (laughs) And me and Alex Alex and Ryan are going to talk you through this September. We're going to get you pumped up for this because why not? There's too much negativity out there still. Even after last night's win, people getting down. Come on. We're so close to playoff baseball. And even people going, or even if we get in the playoffs, we'll probably face the Dodgers, even if we win the wild card so what it's playoff baseball back at citizens bank park that's what we wanted and who knows it's the playoffs anything could happen let's just get there so i am joined by ryan long time no speak buddy how are you
2: well i'm good now mate it's been pr- a few weeks since we've spoken <laughs> properly I'm, I'm okay for the last few weeks but i feel like i've needed a little bit of that dave Shore in my life to be quite honest uh, so that was yeah, perfect right, that was man. great <laughs>
1: Good man, Alex. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us again, mate. How are you?
0: Thanks for having me, man. Uh, I am. I'm very good. I'm very good. I'm. I'm pretty hype after after last night. We all know I. I love me some Zach Eflin. Yes. So I'm. I'm doing good. I'm. I'm. I'm excited to get into this.
1: Let's get into. Let's go into last night. So like I said, let's go and just stick on September. Everything that's happened beforehand is just. It's what happens now. Like I said, last night Zach Eflin. Alex, what a performance! That's what we need more of. I mean,
0: that's vintage Eflin right there. Uh, <laughs>
1: you know, it's uh,
0: it's really, really funny that that when you get guys out of their comfort zone, you know, people people start to wonder why they struggle, and that's you know, it, it's because they're obviously if you're not comfortable on the mound and you're not comfortable in these high pressure scenarios where you know maybe you allow a hit or two and then that spirals into this you know big catastrophe, but you know it, it it's no surprise that now that Zach Evelyn is relying on his sinker once more, which I know is is a pitch that's fading out of the popular uh, popular mm. eye, but you know it's no surprise that now that he's he's back in his early season form uh, and I think you know seven innings of one run ball is is exactly what you want to see from a guy like Zach, and he's like you said, he's getting into it at the perfect time. and there December baby 12.
1: Only three yeah. hits in a, in, a, in a good offensive Mets lineup. They, they have he got was, the runs. He was great last night. I mean, a couple
0: of hard hits here and there, but I, I can't complain at all. It looked, it looked exactly like you want you want Zach going to look. So, you know, I, I could go on for
1: days about Zach. Epple, no, but, but it, it, I it, it sets the tone as well, doesn't it? When, when it Ephraim's does. on really field, does. all of a sudden, hopefully it'll go to, to Drews and to, Chase, uh, to Vargas. I'm like, yeah, come on, let's. we need some backup behind it. That's going to be essential for September. Uh, Ryan, the bullpen last night, Neris has been... I, don't, I know he, he was awarded the blown save but a win, but he's been on a good bit of form of late, hasn't
2: he? He's been on pretty damn good form all season, as much as the the haters may not want to hear it. Um, mm-hmm. Racking up the Ks, doing really well. Yeah, he's had some blow-ups at times that have probably sort of highlighted the the negativity sort of at the wrong time. He's had the blow-ups and had a few blown saves, and I accept that. And his job is, of course, to save games. But on the whole, this guy's been absolutely fantastic. We've spoken about the low salary before now on this podcast and, you know, 10 to 11 innings over the last month um, with an ERA over the last month below one. I'm not really Mm -hmm. sure we can ask for much more from Hector Neris. And to be honest, Dave... Quite a lot of this sort of bit piece bullpen, and I say that because we have a whole bullpen on the IL. um, (laughs) Quite a lot of this bullpen, with the exception of maybe one or two additions that haven't quite worked out. um, It's been pretty decent. I think they've they've done okay
1: considering how much we've had to deal with. I, I, I think it could have been worse. It could have been worse. And- they pieced this together, Dave. I mean, you know, they, they didn't want to go out
2: and sign Mike Morin and Jared Hughes and Blake. I mean, Blake Park has done pretty well, but Parker's this wasn't done. the this was not the plan. You know, at the start, of the, the front office wasn't sat there at the start of the season saying, "Oh, we'd love Robertson to so just go down for the entire duration As of his contract." And yeah. Dominguez, and uh, we could go Logan. on. Hunter and Nieshek, and it's craziness. So let's give the, the front office actually a little bit of credit. For for at least mm-hmm. piecing together a bullpen that that has done a pretty decent job on the whole. And even if I may, the...
0: go on, go on I, I I tweeted last night after he secured the five out save. Hector Neris over his last sixteen appearances, including tonight, a zero point five six ERA, a zero yes. point seven four WHIP in sixteen point two innings pitched, seven hits, Oof. one earned run, five walks, and twenty strikeouts.
1: That is a so, big bullpen piece right there for this
0: run. Yeah, he's, he's been absolutely fantastic. And I, I also tweeted last night that, you know, I love Hector Neris just in terms of his story and who he is and, and mm. you know, how he carries himself. He, he, you, he is never not in a good mood. And, you know, he's, you can't break his confidence and you can't. He was shattered last year. He was absolutely shattered yeah. after his demotion and that whole ordeal that he went through. And then he came back. And was, he won uh, Best Reliever of the second half in baseball. I mean, he in, in a shorter amount of innings, too. He only pitched 20-some innings, I think, in, in, in the second half. But he was, he was absolutely brilliant. And he's carried that over to this year, even after a midseason skid. Love that guy. Really, and I, really I,
1: and, and I think excited. he's going to be here for years to come.
0: You know, he's really a valuable so,
1: bullpen piece. Even if he's not a closer, he's still a really valuable bullpen piece. I he, truly he, think it's... He's going nowhere. He's going nowhere.
0: He's very close, I think, to to securing himself an extension just because the arbitration numbers might uh, be forced to inflate to the point mm. where, you know, you kind of have to lock him down. And I think it's actually a real boon for the Phils if they do because, you know, he throws a splitter. A splitter is not a velocity pitch. It's not something that you have to worry about him losing. You don't have to worry about him. You know, he's got miles on his fastball, but he's 30 years old and he's, you know, got minimal, uh, minimal, uh, mileage on his arm and, and he's, he's going to be pretty good for, uh, for at least a few more years. So I, I, I think he's very close to securing himself a big payday, uh, even by his standards, I
1: think. Absolutely. Him and him and JT, I'd imagine, uh, really yeah, high up on the, uh, that's on, gonna the,
0: be on the,
1: on the books. Big one. <laughs> that's going to be a big one. While we're talking about extensions, Hoskins, it's gonna be creeping up soon where he's doing extension. I'd I'd slap a deal on him for and keep him here for a long time as well, wouldn't you? some, some you know, people I'm... say I'd say because some people say on Twitter that oh maybe he's not worth the big contract with his form being dipped over the last six weeks or so. But he's man, he needs to be at the Phillies. He's he's one of the guys like kingrey like Harper, who are at the forefront of our future. I completely agree with you, but
0: but in this case, he, to me, feels like somebody you can ride out arbitration on. Because, you know, Hoskins is a guy that he has a lot of value at his margins. But when you look at his numbers head on, you know, especially defensively and, and things like that, nothing really pops out to you. I mean, he's not a guy mm. that's slugging 50-plus home runs. He's a guy that's that's slugging 30-plus every year, and that that's really good. And, you know, his, his slash line looks all right. Uh, that on base is obviously huge. and his pitches per plate appearance that's a really great quality to have but there's nothing that really you know pops out so i think until he does have that season where you know he slugs 50 homers or he does do you know mm. yeah. what he has the potential to do i think you can you can wait and you can ride out arbitration with him until the day comes where you do kind of have to you're you're kind of forced to lock him up
1: yeah
0: I mean, it, I, I, it, guys sorry dave um the the phillies Probably, and I agree with what Alex
2: has just said. They're probably not too disappointed that he, he is a little streaky. We we've seen this before. He, he rides hot and cold, um, but overall, his contribution on the season as a whole is can't be understated. Huge. I mean, oh, no. a guy with yeah. over over a hundred walks, and yes, I would be slightly disappointed that we've only seen twenty five homers so far. Mm-hmm. Um, he hit thirty four last season, but. This guy does have the capability for sure to go over 40 in this ballpark. And I do think that that season will come. But it could be quite useful for the Phillies that he's running hot and cold and particularly ending the season potentially quite cold because that might just keep that price low. And the Phillies can sign him. You know, this is something I was talking about um, on Twitter last night myself. was the fact that... Right now, the Braves and the Nationals are benefiting from this influx of really, truly elite young talent that is signed mm-hmm. to these very low-salary, sort of entry-level deals at the moment. And the Phillies don't quite have a CUNA-Soto-level talent that's on the oh, cheap salary. Um, you, oh, you, you, you think the Philly? I'm talking about the pro team right now.
0: Oh, yeah, the pro team yeah. right
2: now. So, yeah, I'm <laughs> I, I'm not in. Enti- I mean, you think there's anyone hitting wise in the farm that's as good as one soda? I'm going to. Uh,
0: I'm going to talk about that in a little bit when we do our our oh. guys. To talk oh, there, okay. okay jeez, okay. There, jeez. There, jeez. We continued. Like, let me. <laughs> let me just say, there is. I've been speaking with quite a few people. Uh, in the. And this is so weird to say, but especially you know, I've been I've been talking to Jason Notcher, and I've been talking to um, many of the the coaches of, of the Williamsport Crosscutters, and we may just have our very own little Acuna Jr. and Juan Soto uh, budding in
1: in the minor leagues. We all. So I, I, I'll just thought, leave it at that. And we get when we get the prospect watch. Well, uh, we'll uh, mm-hmm. unveil unveil the miss. Is it a pit? Well, it'd be a hitter, isn't it? will unveil the, the mystery, mystery player. Um, yes, we will. Corey Dickerson would have him back in a oh. heartbeat, wouldn't we? Oh, I wish. I really wish. I don't.
0: It's so. It is so hard to say that he is going to be a Philly next year because there are many other teams that need outfield help. You know, past. You know, just having the need on on the bench and the signing Dickerson would. Mean that you have to play somebody like Harper, somebody like McCutcheon, somebody like Dickerson in center mm. field, and we just until we have a designated hitter spot, it just doesn't it doesn't make sense financially. It doesn't make sense, and I would love to have him back with all my heart. He's been so brilliant. Yeah, yes. But, but and and like Kapler's been saying, I mean, Gabe is really hitting it on the nose with his Dickerson analysis. He's a completely different hitter now than when he was 28 years old. Mm. Um, he he is destroying high fastballs, which he was never able to do in Tampa Bay, which he was never even able to do in Pittsburgh. I mean, he is absolutely, he's all over the plate. And it's because he kind of, that, that, uh, you know, weird strike zone that he presents because he stands so far back from the plate. Is it's, it's all him. He's Mm. so, he's so good right now. And to let him go would really, really hurt. But I so, think you kind of have to.
1: So, 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 to speak but why? Because because he would cost too much, and he would more be a bench player next year if everybody that was would fully fit. Much. Not, it, it's not that he would cost too
0: much. It is more that roster wise, um, there's just no there's there's no room. I mean, you've got Harper McCutcheon, and you know you've got Adam Hazley in the minors. You've got mm-hmm. Jay Bruce on the bench. You've got. Um, uh, uh, you know, I mean, whoever whoever you're going to throw in center, it's got to be somebody that can field the position. And it's hard to say, even though he's a gold glover, it's hard to say that Corey Dickerson could play center field every day. It's very hard to say Andrew McCutching could play center field every day. Mm. And, you know, that's a really important spot. So I don't know. Uh, if it happens, I'll be ecstatic. I would just really want to know what it's going to cost us defensively. Yeah.
1: Yeah. W- w- would you have him over Jay
0: Bruce? Oh, absolutely. In a heartbeat. Yeah. But I mean, Corey Dickerson is a guy that's probably going to be making, I don't know if he'll make double digit numbers in terms of AAV next year. He's, you know, he's getting older. Um, he's never had a salary, even in arbitration that's exceeded double digits. Uh, oh, he might, you know, he might get early double digit salary, like maybe mm. 11, 12 billion a year. Uh, but I, I really don't see him being that, you know, premium level pay grade, especially with, you know, Yasiel Pui is going to be, uh, a free agent. Uh, Marcelo Zuna is going to be a free agent, you know, other guys that are much younger that are, well, Marcelo Zuna is not that much younger, but you know, other guys that are, uh, have more of a ceiling than Corey Dickerson does. So we know Corey Dickerson, we know what he can do and he's having an exceptional season, but there's only so much of that left in his career. I think at least who knows, yeah, I, mean, I would he's, agree. He's been amazing.
2: And the, the, the thing as well is you, we have to be careful as Phillies fans. Sometimes these guys come through the door. They do really well. And Dickerson's done great. he has been a great addition, but you know, we, we talk about Hoskins and how he's really struggling. And the fans right now are saying, you know, let's not give him the big money. But then a lot of fans want to talk about Corey Dickerson, like he's the next coming of the world's greatest hitter. The guy, has yeah. never hit more than 27 homers in a major league season. And that was over 630 play appearances. So that that's that sort of, and when he's aging as well, like Alex says, mm-hmm. are we really expecting Corey Dickerson to go beyond his absolute um, largest output of his career at a later year? It It really, to me, suggests that he's having a nice run with the Phillies. This is just about as much as we could have hoped for. You don't really want to invest too much future salary in a guy at this age that's probably done his best baseball before now is the likelihood. But in that same
0: token, you have to really consider, you know, what are our options at center field? I mean, we're – we're, God forbid we put Oduble Herrera back on the field. I That will crush me. Um, but, you know, you've got Adam Hazley, He's not a premium defender in center, you know, he he's good. He's, he is very good. He's got, he's got wheels, you know, he can man the position, but you know, he's, he's a corner outfielder.
1: Yeah. Um, Quinn, through and Quinn, through. Quinn's too inconsistent with fitness as well. Isn't well he?
0: And you're not, and, and I had a mentor that always used to say, if the Phillies are starting Roman Quinn, back when he was, you know, in Williamsport, they said, if the Phillies are starting Roman Quinn, on the premium ball club, then something is, is terribly wrong because Roman Quinn, he's, he's great. I love him. I think he's got a pretty decent bat. I mean, the legs speak for themselves, but he can't play every day. He just can't, he really, really can't. And you know, so that's another thing where you have to really consider what you have center field wise. We don't really have anyone that's a true center fielder. And while we could go out and sign somebody, uh, to to field the position, you know, their offensive output output would probably not come anywhere close to what Corey Dickerson would provide, even as an aging talent. So it's definitely something to consider if we're willing to sacrifice that defense for, you know, a a more offensive mm. powerhouse. But um it's definitely it's it's something that I think they will consider. It's something that I think if the price is right, they will absolutely do it. But I wouldn't count on it, and it feels terrible because I would hate to watch him walk. But I, it, it, definitely is is possible that that he will walk or that he could come back too. Who knows? And Haysley is another one, by
2: the way, guys. Another one that the fans absolutely loved because he had a hot week when he first came up. And I'm, this is by no means a criticism of Adam Hastley. He's a very young guy that probably came to the majors. A little bit sooner than absolutely anyone thought okay and he's he's yep. done excellently okay um but he hasn't he has a little bit of power he has a little bit of speed um he is an, a sort of an elite hitter at this stage and to be quite honest he could probably benefit from a little longer stretch in triple a that would be my personal Agreed. opinion so you know we have to just be careful of what we we're uh, prescribing positives to guys like Hastley and Dickerson and yet being really low on Hoskins at times, or at least mm. the fan base sometimes is Hoskins is a better hitter than either of those two dark guys. And it isn't really that close in my opinion. I I, I don't mind saying that. I, I think Dickerson's a very good pro. Don't get me wrong, but the, the cold streaks happen in baseball and Reese Hoskins has over a hundred walks this season. That, that is incredibly important statistics. So, I don't know. Sometimes it just feels like a little hot streak and this fan base is all in on a player. uh, And Baseball is played
1: over a very long period of time. Uh, Hazley's had a very good week. Um, Mm -hmm. He's got eight hits and 22 at bats. He's got four RBIs, no home runs, but he's getting on base a lot. See, the thing... um, thing That's what we're going to need this month. Yeah, the thing there is
0: that you're talking about pretty much two completely different makeups of players. I mean, Reese Hoskins is a guy that he's going to take his pitches. He's going to look for the right ones. He's going to drive them out or in what he's been doing recently, he's going to pull them out. Um, And, and, you know, that's a particular niche of a type of hitter and he's brilliant. I love Reese Hoskins. Don't get me wrong. But then what you're talking about with Corey Dickerson, it's actually really funny. Corey Dickerson and Adam Hazley are are very, very similar profiles. Um, They're both guys that they, love to make contact and they purely strive on making contact. I mean, Mm. Adam Hazley, throughout his entire minor league career, he's never been one to have a big gap between his batting average and his (laughs) OBP. However, he gets on base a ton because he's so good at putting the bat to the ball. Corey Dickerson is the exact same way. He works his way into Oh, two counts so often because of that fact. And you know what you're, you're looking at uh, two very similar players in that. However, Corey Dickerson is much more far along in his progression and in his comfortability than Adam Hazley is. And I think Ryan, you hit the nail on the head. Adam Hazley could absolutely benefit from some more time in AAA. And I think that might be where he goes next year, uh, especially because we've seen the problems that were created with our lack of depth this year. So he will be the perfect option. He yeah. and Mickey Moniak both will be, will be the perfect option to, to store uh, in the minors in case of emergency. So should something catastrophic happen next year, like it did this year, mm. uh, you know, we, we have some good insurance plans. And I think both of those guys are on their way, but they're not quite ready yet.
1: It's been nice to have a glimpse of what Hazley could do, because he hasn't oh, done yeah. badly either. He's 23 no. years old. You know, yeah. and he's, we've lost Herrera, McCutcheon, Quinn's been on and off, you know. There's been quite a few players in front of him that have got, gone down and forced him to come up. It's, it's been I, I've like what I've seen from him and yeah, I think next year if everyone's fully fit, he'll be in AAA yep. uh, or double uh, AAA or double A. AA? AAA. it will be he, AAA. He yeah. he graduated from double A
0: and played I think like four to seven games in AAA. I can't remember. Right. Uh, and then he he came up because of the uh, the issues that we faced with injury. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not being low on the guy. Let me just confirm that. David. Oh, yeah, he's, no. br- he's
2: done brilliantly, like, he considering that, you know, considering the yeah, call that, you know, I, he came up and I thought, wow, I can't. I was in San Diego. I thought, I can't believe I'm watching this guy on a major league field right now. I, I have my prospect lists and he wasn't ready at all according to my progression timescale. <laughs> so the guy's done brilliantly, you know, fair play to
1: him. Yeah. Let's 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 look ahead to the series with the Reds this weekend. Now, the Reds have had a very heavy schedule coming into today. I thought it was a bit harsh on us playing last night and then playing uh, this afternoon. But the Reds have had two double headers last week.
0: Yeah. Well and we they, we had a pretty tough one last going from Saturday or Saturday, Sunday night baseball into a matinee game today. That's that's not easy. But, no. Yes, they. They've but, had a, the Reds had
1: a double header yesterday. They had a double header on Saturday, and they played on. So they've played, played five, five games here or four games in two days, and they've yeah. lost. And they've lost them all. Um, Ouch. So they're in some. They're all to the Cardinals. Unfortunately for us, all to the Cardinals, it pulls them away. But uh, Drew Smiley against uh, the. Oh no! It's the pitcher. I can never say his name. Just yeah, 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 help me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the one. Um, uh, not a bad ERA, 4.05, Smiley. Depends what Drew Smiley we get, really, isn't it?
0: <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I was, uh, look, through his first two starts, I was super impressed by Drew Smiley. And I'm not going <laughs> to say I was quote-unquote fooled because Smiley was pinpoint in those first two starts. I mean, his command was unreal. It it was really, really great. Uh, And then he slipped and quite drastically, Um, but he recovered really well in his last outing, which is something you really like to see. Uh, And, you know, I, I'm, I'm okay with this one. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see how things go. It's against Esclavani. Who's, who's pretty good, but, Yeah, there's not much more to say. I mean, he just needs to keep that command right. He has good stuff. He has, you know, a 93 top fastball. Uh, He's young, so he just needs to keep keep doing what he was doing before he slipped.
1: (laughs) He's got to keep Aquino quiet because that man—it's just something else at the moment, isn't he? I'm not excited to see him.
0: I really, I am very terrified of of putting our bullpen up against up against that guy because he he is the punisher for a reason. But, I mean, it's not just him. Eugenio Suarez has been on fire. Uh, he's, he's
1: not starting today. I'm just looking down the he uh, lineup. <gasps> he's, he's not in. No
0: way. Oh, yeah. that's, Senzel, that's Senzel, Senzel, Vosso,
1: trip. Irvin, Aquino, Iglesias, uh, Casale, Farmer, uh, wow. and Blandino. Freddie Galvin isn't...
0: isn't starting.
1: No. So oh, that's that's, that's, that's a beatable a reds. Doggy.
0: So I don't know what the repercussion of that was, but... Yeah, that's a that's a beatable Reds lineup. Uh, Senzel is one to watch, too. He's been he's been pretty good lately. But thank goodness is what but, I'll say.
1: <laughs> but, wow. but, yeah, I agree. I agree. And Ryan, the Reds have uh, nosediving diving of late. This is our road form has been a real sticky point for us this year so far. We're, we're way down in our road games compared to our home form. But this is a very, very winnable Reds series, isn't it?
2: Oh, it's definitely winnable, and they've been hurt. I mean, once they were out of contention, they obviously uh, shipped Yassiel Puig out the door and shipped uh, Trevor Bauer out the door, so they're not as good as they were earlier in the season. What I will say for the Reds is um, this is an interesting matchup, because if we look at run differential, the Reds are actually at plus 14 on the season. Oh, Phillies are at get ma-
1: that, yeah. The Phillies
2: are at minus 14, so... In some ways, we could actually suggest that the Reds are the underachievers of the National League and the Phillies are actually, I don't, I don't want to be negative, they're probably the overachievers. And that's not really a negative, actually. In fact, in some ways, it's a positive because there are a number of reasons behind why a team might have more wins than their run differential suggests. And, and dare I say it, have the coaches done a good job at Philly this season?
1: Oh, interesting point. (laughs) Interesting point. I was looking at Milwaukee, uh, 70 wins, the same as us, minus 39 run differential. Yeah, with with an MVP on their
0: team.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you this as well, guys,
2: right? Looking at the run differential, according to win losses and looking at um, some theories, the biggest underachievers in the National League this season... Second place would be the Reds. In first place would be the LA Dodgers. Now that is unbelievable. Now, wow, their, their, record, their record is yeah. eighty-nine and fifty. When in actual fact, if we look at their run differential, they should have at least three more wins based on a sort of um, Pythagorean pat theorem, which is unbelievable. Nice. And if we adjust that as well for the level of competition that they faced. There's a theory that goes that their record should actually currently be 99 and 40.
0: Well, I just want to say, I'm so terrified of Gavin Lux. I am <laughs> so, <laughs> I am so <laughs> deadly terrified. I mean, I have never seen a kid, I mean, he was he was highly touted coming out of the draft, but by God, I've never seen a kid exceed expectations the way he has. Mm. And that he's he's playing second base for them right now. I can't believe that. I cannot it's... believe. He hit, what, 392 in 50 games in AAA? Yeah. I, nice. I can't believe it. They're so so losing
2: Muncie from the lineup for probably two weeks. I and, are they better
1: now? <laughs> yeah, just, yeah,
0: I, yeah,
2: I don't know what's going go on. That organization yeah. is filthy.
1: Although, but yeah, to, to were... fact, that, that that division, that NL West, has been pretty poor. Yeah, the, they have. The, yeah, the, the, like on, I think Dodgers' stats outside the division wasn't that great. They but, got they got swept
0: by the Yankees, and I mean, look, the Yankees are, are all good and whatever, but the the A- AL East has been pretty terrible too, and well, mm, o- yeah. and the now hot Red Sox. But I mean, the American League in general has been. Terrible this year. There are some really, really bad teams in there, and you know the Yankees are good, but putting them up against the Dodgers, I would think the opposite would happen. But Dodgers got swept, which is. I don't know what what odds can I get
2: on the Dodgers to win the series? Because right now it feels like the Astros stand in their way, and I'm not really sure. There's, there's, I don't know. The Dodgers are pretty hot, Dave. We, we can't be too negative about the Dodgers. Oh, they're,
1: they're, <laughs> Dodgers are four and six in the last ten, but I wonder how much off the gas they've gone a bit now. Well, they oh, well they've got. Are they guaranteed themselves a playoff spot yet? Has that been wrapped up?
0: I don't think so, not yet. But I wonder what their number is, it uh,
1: can't be can't be far away. My money's yeah. on the Dodgers,
0: guys. I would put my money on the Dodgers, but I if something tells me the odds aren't that good. <laughs> no, <laughs> probably,
1: probably not. No, but, my uh, money's going No one in The Dodgers.
0: I would. Honestly, I think it might be uh, a Dodgers Astros World Series, but I just feel like that's—I feel like that's too obvious. Something I—I feel like I really feel like the Nationals might come out of the woodwork. No, I really no, honestly, and I'd be okay with it because I, of anyone, I would be thrilled to not have the Braves in that position.
1: Oh, I'll I'll take that, yeah. I would rather
0: the Nationals over the Braves any day. Yeah, and it's really
2: interesting that when we talk about run differentials and some other things that we look at, actually the Nationals have probably been better than the Braves this season. The Nationals are
0: better (laughs) than the Braves. We forget. (laughs)
1: 123 Nationals plus 90 for Atlanta. Yeah, and it's not just just that. I mean, did you know that Atlanta's
0: team whip is worse than the Phillies? Oh, they... Mm, I've, been talking, I've been talking to my friend who's a Yankee fan about this for weeks. <laughs> I, think, I think... I truly believe that the Nationals are a better team than the Braves. I mean, y- you can just tell by looking at the rotations. Yeah, I mean, it,
2: it's clear it that Atlanta has hard. a good... They have a great offense, but so does Washington. And then yep. when we look at the pitching, it isn't close. I mean, like I said, the, the team whip, which is walks and hits per innings, walk and hits per innings pitch, guys. Phillies 1.38, Atlanta 1.39. Now, yes, their ERA is better as a team, but that is a, I mean, that is a staggering statistic for a team that's in first place to have... Your whip nearly one point four. That is
0: yeah, remarkable. But that offense is unstoppable. So, sure.
1: I, uh, the, I think uh, they're na- so the Nationals, Nationals are nine and one at the moment, and I, I, they're only five point five back of Atlanta. And I, they've yep, got them, they I want them to play them to him take a few so times. Bad. I would love it. In the words of, uh, I want them to take it so bad. In the words so of soccer, soccer manager Kevin Keegan, I would love it, love it, <laughs> if the Nationals pipped the Braves. Love yeah, I and mean, then
2: Cole, Cole Hamels is going to pitch past the Braves in the wildcard game, that, that would be something, Ooh. wouldn't it?
1: <laughs> hey, hold on, hold on, Ryan. <laughs> oh, you want the Phillies it, in the wildcard, card? He's not pitching for us, is he?
2: <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry, Dave. I, Dave's eyes just absolutely dropped out of his head, by the way. He's like, no, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, he, didn't <laughs> sorry.
1: Word, he didn't say the word Phillies in wildcard. What's wrong sorry, with that? Sorry, I you? meant Aaron Nola. I meant Aaron Nola. <laughs> that's right. That, oh, even more satisfying. Oh, oh could you no, imagine no. Oh, no. If the, if the Braves fell to the wild card game,
0: if it, if we faced Soroka and we tattooed him like that second time that we oh. faced him, or the first time first time that we faced him, that first inning, if we put
1: four runs off on him, oh, sweet. sweet. Like, like we're, we're in dreamland right now. It's very Man. hypothetical. But, <laughs> but, but, but thinking about it, the Braves would be on such a downer after losing a, that sort of gap as well. Yeah. They would be flat.
2: You dragged me into Dreamland. I was talking about the Cubs playing the Braves.
1: Too late. You you, dragged me in. So here's the thing about the Braves. And
0: I I promise we can move on in one second. But here's the the thing about the Braves. They, first of all, that bullpen is nowhere near as good as they expected it to be post-deadline. Second of all, that rotation, I cannot stress this enough, is so flawed still and i cannot believe they are they are continuing to succeed however i digress. and the the offense which is truly their their i mean kudos to to the player development uh of the Braves i mean they go give it to him really did something special with with acuña and also i mean albies looks really good um even though he signed that unruly deal that i cannot believe they <laughs> capitalized off of but whatever uh but you know there's the the offense looks good it does however i can see all of those players save acuna and freeman regressing a great deal you know in the future like we saw from uh Mm -hmm. austin riley i mean it's their position is precarious and they have to play their hardest because if the nationals come up from behind Cooey. Well, tell you, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm
1: just looking at this d the ins for both teams. They both played each other six times in the next week. They, they, oh, they play. Man. They played each other three times this weekend, and then three times next weekend, and then they're done. I'm a
0: Nationals fan now, guys.
1: Oh yeah, but I'm a Nationals and, fan but now. Then we've got five <laughs> games against them in our in our tail end stretch, haven't we? Which and
2: is... we're sweeping them. I don't want
1: either <laughs> of those teams to go anywhere <laughs> near the World
2: Series. I'm
0: sorry. I, if oh, if no, the no, Phillies are
1: not in, not all. I'm, I'm not saying no. the Nationals <laughs> are going to the World Series.
0: <laughs> but I do. I really want them to win the division. That I yeah, want.
1: I would love it. But then mixed emotions if we're then playing them in a five-game series towards the end. And hopefully the Braves have tanked so much by then that we'll be having to beat the Nats to then beat the Braves to a playoff spot. Oh, guys, let's man. give the, we talk oh. about the Braves a lot, but
2: let's give the Nationals some serious credit as well. I mean, regardless serious of what rate. happens now, what, what they did with letting Harper go once the number got too big for them and then go in and get Pat Corbin, who's been pretty damn good and the rotation oh, is already good. outstanding and they, they, I was, knew, they knew that Juan Soto was right there, ready to go. They knew Guys, guys,
1: ready. I've got to stop you. We've got to stop because we are jinxing them badly. They're 2-0 down to the Mets as we speak. No. Yeah, they are too oh. no down. We, we, we're jinxing them. We've got to stop this
0: Nationals talk because. Well, allow me, allow me to just admit <laughs> publicly, I was so wrong about Patrick Corbin. I, I truly, truly thought that he was going to be a one hit wonder. And you know what? The, the signs all pointed that way. And I, I, I really I was all in on not signing him. I was very against it, in fact. Uh, and I was wrong. I was very wrong. He is he is looking really really good for them.
1: Yeah, uh, made plotted a and, difference
0: to you know, the Phillies this year. Well, what <laughs> yeah, a, and John absolutely. Stolness, John Stolness of the Good Fight, uh, mm-hmm. always says that you know he would he was so willing to sign Patrick Corbin because he knew those first three years would be great, but the last three years would be pretty probably bad. Um, and you know what? I would be willing to take that at this point. I'd be willing to, to take a bad Patrick Corbin on the tail end of his deal. And yeah. The good one that the Nationals have right now. But,
1: uh, and that as well. And I think a bad Corbin would still maybe maybe better than what we have right now.
0: Oh, absolutely. But yeah. that's
1: even three years down the line. So who knows? The, um, Phillies, but...
0: are,
2: the Phillies are going to have to take some sort of risk with a pitching contract this offseason. I, I think
0: don't. Okay, wait. I don't know if that's true. Because really? the the class is so deep that, I mean, obviously they're going to have to exceed three, four years for a guy, but I think I really, I'm in the middle of, um, I don't know if you guys know about this, but I had a, a blog back in the day, um, before I started writing for the good fight, I had a, my own personal blog that I kind of like wrote a couple of things on. Uh, and I've been kind of formulating my, my dream off season of late and, <laughs> The pitching class is so deep that I really think even if they are going to, you know, if they miss on Garrett Cole, which at this point it seems very likely that they will because he wants so much money. Mega Uh, money, isn't it? But even more than Harper, not as Mm -hmm. long a deal, but he wants wants a lot of money. Um, But even if they do, I mean, you've got guys like Zach Wheeler. I mean, he's got arguably the most potential in that whole class. You've got guys like you know, Cole Hamills, who are proven, who are, you know, reliable workhorses. You've got guys like Alex Wood who are coming off devastating injuries that are now looking to get back into the game. I mean, and we, and we will see tomorrow. Exactly. And we've you know, I'm I'm just very excited by this particular class of free agents because it's all about depth. It has so much depth in so much area in so many areas. And I'm really, really excited to see how uh, Matt Klintak goes about it. Because he's going to have to get aggressive. It's going well, to be. Well, very-
1: he, 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 he said he will today. Came out saying he's going to be he, aggressive again.
0: He better be. I mean, this is, we're talking about multiple jobs on the line this offseason. I think, you know, McPhail's in hot water. Clentac, I love him. We all know that. But, I, you know, he's in hot water. Gabe, I have a very soft spot for Gabe Kapler. And I, while I don't know if he's going to lose his job uh, this offseason, He's certainly on the hot seat. I mean, we've, mm. we are, you know, everyone's in hot water. Nobody is safe. And so Whoa. they need to go out, they need to remake this staff and they need to hurry up.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. I, just to, we have really jinxed it because uh, Josh Donaldson just hit a two run home run to give the Braves a lead and the Nationals in a bit of bother against the Mets. So we've, we, we've re- they've really calmed us. <sighs> Um, <laughs> this series with, back to this series with the Reds quickly four games the early one starting shortly then we've got Velasquez would tomorrow Nola the or oh, to be decided and of course Vargas on a on Thursday another early game cool two early games this week how do we see this one going what's our prediction oh, Ryan good. I... oh go ahead Ryan
2: Uh, well whenever is on the mound i'm i'm fairly confident i know we've blown a few of his um good starts recently but he's facing trevor bauer who's not really having a great time (laughs) early early doors in cincy i don't know if he's already on his uh winter vacation um yeah i mean we we know now that we we need to put together some wins so if the Phillies. If the Phillies are serious about catching the Cubs, and I say that because they're not going to catch the first wildcard spot, they need to win three of four. I, I do think this is more difficult than it looks on paper, though, and I, I probably they think it will be a, a, split, a split series,
0: 2-2. Alex? The ultimate thing here is going to be the offense. Uh, you need the offense to come out against guys like Desclafani. You need the offense to come out against Bauer. I mean, you really, really need the bats to come alive in this one because the reds as we mentioned before they're they're no pushovers i mean they no. they've got a pretty solid offense uh they've got a a pretty good bullpen um just in terms of the back end so if you if you don't have a lead going into the last few innings you might not get one uh and you know it's 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 going to be hard work but i think i think 3 or 4 is definitely a possibility that's what i'd be looking for here uh but i'm even okay
1: with, uh am I okay with splitting the series? I don't know. I don't know. I but, know, because because the Cubs are playing a very poor Mariners, uh in the next, uh, in the, I think they got four games against the Mariners as well. So I yes can't they see them dropping too many against them.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't like that. But
1: you know, I I think
0: I think three and one is is uh, a good place to shoot for. So let's let's hope. They're gonna think, need it. This is a really tough month. Like just looking at the
2: schedule, it, it, yeah, it is. It's then the we Meds,
1: go to New right? York, and then, the then we get Atlanta then the... and Boston. But it Atlanta? but but, Atlanta. Yeah, but, but, but it, we have done well against in big series. It sees teams like the Reds. We have tended to struggle against, like the Red Sox swept them. And the Red Sox, it's, it, honestly, it's, it
0: seems like interdivisionally is is where we struggle. I think the Marlins and the Braves and the Nationals. We we've had some heartbreaking losses against those guys. Well, yeah, we have. So. Don't I even mention the Marlins. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: that's, that's our final run. That's our final I series.
0: I really can't with that. But um, you know what? I really think, uh, or I really I really hope uh, they can spark something special. I mean, they started the month great. So let's carry that momentum into what is hopefully a really nice run. And yeah. I really, really hope we see the postseason. If we do, I mean – Despite all that's happened, can you consider this season a win if you see the postseason?
1: If if what, what if if we make the postseason? If, if you if
0: you if you see so if they are a wild card team, obviously, you know, not exactly what we wanted, but if they get anywhere past the wild card, is this an automatic success regardless of everything that's already happened? For me, yes,
1: because then and with this team with so many injuries, like. It's it, and it with makes, all the bad luck and with all the you yeah. know yeah yeah I I, I think, think it, I think it would <laughs>
0: yeah I, I think, it's, really, it. I think it would. it's it's amazing to think about all of the bad things and all of the things that have gone wrong in order for us to get to this point point. and we are still it, the the wild card is on the tip of our tongues I mean yeah. we are, are looking at we are looking at a very very plausible run here. Uh, and it's gonna, you know, it's gonna take some good breaks, and it's gonna take, you know, a few really tight wins. Yeah, but, and
1: yeah, but, yeah, but we are due. Days, we, uh, we are overdue.
0: Ex- exactly. I mean, even through all of this horrible luck, I mean, I can count. I I can't even count on on you know both my hands how horrible things have have been just in terms of injuries. I mean, losing McCutcheon, losing, well, not necessarily losing O'Double to to his mm, yeah folly. But- but, I mean, you know, losing uh, seven or eight relievers, losing, you know, a whole uh, – not having the guys that we expected to break out, you know, not breaking out, uh, mm-hmm. everything went wrong. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong this year. And yet, we're still two and, and a half. And out of the- yet,
1: yeah, exactly. Like, if you showed if me this lineup at the start of the year, I would have laughed and gone, something's gone badly wrong somewhere, you know. Dickerson, Miller, uh, Hazley, Knapp, Smiley. You would never have in a million years at the start of the year thought they were in there. And yet. And yet. And yet here we are. And exactly everything that's gone, as I said at the start, everything beforehand, before this month, doesn't really matter now. It's Mm. all about the now. All about what we do now. Beating the Reds this series would be a massive, massive boost of momentum heading into New York. Really would would. And then,
0: oh, taking some revenge against the Mets. Ooh. In, in their own backyard, absolutely. Un- this, this, this past series, by the way, this, this Mets series, was so close. I know it doesn't feel that way, but, I mean, in the first game where Todd Frazier teed off on us in the last two innings, it was 1-1 going into the seventh mm. inning. And then, I think, did we take the lead? And then they, no. Yeah, no. we did. We, did, oh, we, did we we did in
1: one of them. I think we did in one of them for death. Yeah, we did because I. Oh no, it was the second game. So I went to sleep yes, after I... we had the lead, thinking. Well, so do we, we had late, right? we had late leads in both of those
0: games. Yes. And I mean, it was the bullpen's fault that, that, that we lost it, or not necessarily the bullpen's fault in all of it. But I mean, you you look at these this, this past series, and you know those were all winnable games at some point. So we just have to do our best and and Either. try and. Oh, what did you
1: say? Sorry, I think I left. So, oh, my Wi-Fi just dropped quickly. Oh, okay, my Wi-Fi has dropped. But I'm on You're still the... with us, Dave. You're still with us. Yeah, I'm on uh, 4G now. So, yes, carry on. Perfect.
0: Well, what I said was, you know, those <laughs> were all winnable games at some point. So, all we have to do is, is make sure we win those winnable games, and hopefully that propels us
1: forward. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right, uh, we have just had a power cut. That's what's going on. Okay. Ah. Interesting. Um, well, you're still here. So. Yeah, I might have to wrap this up pretty quick. My phone should stop charging as well for all the power's off. Right. Um, okay, so how do we see this week going quickly? Four games against the Reds. Then we've got three against the Mets. The week, guys, how do we see it?
0: I'm hoping for a really nice five and two. Oh,
1: yes, Alex. Loving that.
0: Really nice five and two. Let's, let's pray. Yeah, I'll,
1: I'll take that. Ryan? Yeah, it's, it's gonna
2: be tough. I, I, four and three. Um, if it's five and two, then we're just about hope for a few close Cubs losses as well, and we're still in the mix. Then, then it's exactly if we go five and two. Then this gets pretty serious, and anything can happen. And I, I may just start <laughs> to believe.
1: <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. oh, I'm with that, uh, guys. I've got to wrap this up because we seem to a bit of an issue this side. Well,
0: um, Dave, let me so that we don't keep the viewership hanging really quickly, the prospect that I was talking about earlier. Oh, if yeah, cool. If you don't know the name, get used to it. His name is Johan Rojas. Matt Winkleman, Mitch Rupert, both very, very, very high on him. And I was very tentative in my, uh, my exploration, but this kid is unbelievable. He's hit 11 triples this year. Uh, one of them was yesterday. It was a 406-foot triple. Jeez. Uh, he... He is unreal. He's got everything. He has got ridiculous speed. He's an excellent, excellent center fielder, and his defense is arguably his best quality. He has an elite sense at the plate. He's, he's got a great eye, incredible natural contact skills, and some really solid natural pop. You can look at his, his numbers in rookie leagues were really good, uh, and his numbers in oh, – I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I can't remember. His numbers in the rookie leagues were amazing. He is 18 years old now. He's either 18 or 19. Uh, and his numbers in Williamsport, he's only played a select number of games there. He's been outstanding. Uh, look up as much footage as you want. Look up all you can about him because you better get used to that name. He is going to be a big deal in the coming years. So. Fingers crossed. There
1: you go. You heard it here, folks you heard it here first, guys. V winds up as
2: good as one soto, I'll eat my shoe. <laughs> Look, there is <laughs> and you, and you put
0: that first as well, guys. There's there is a video of him and Acuna Jr. side to side on outside of the zone doubles down the line. The swing is identical. That's all I'll say. Oh, okay. oh, I'll believe in you, Ali. Oh, he's really, he, he truly, he's something special. And I mean, even the coaches have told me that. Everyone has been telling me, you know, Johan Rojas is, is a big deal. So keep your eyes peeled.
1: Right. Well, oof. there you go, guys. You can put better than to be in the majors in the next five years. Uh, would, would you? You know, I, I think it, it's really hard to tell with
0: guys like that. But I think... Mm. If he can follow up what he did this year with a solid campaign next year, I will say absolutely. I will right. absolutely Money, money's
1: on. I'll put a five on.
0: Which would, which would be nice. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, yeah, it would. Right, guys, we will rendezvous uh, next week after the, the Reds on the Met series to review uh, what has happened. So we've got a bit of a thunderstorm here at the moment. Um, guys, that's it. Let's hope for a, a big week. Let's hope this time next week we are talking about the Phillies even being possibly in a wild card position. Who knows? Fingers crossed. Alex, Ooh. thank you so much for joining us. Um, I know it's a difficult time for you, uh, time-wise over there at the moment. Uh, you know, it's all right. I can do it. I uh, make for the, the cause. <laughs> and we and we appreciate it, buddy. And Ryan, as man. ever, thank you very much, buddy. An absolute pleasure to be back, Dave. Nice to have you back. Always, boys. Guys, we'll we'll see you next week. Have a great week, guys. Ring the bell.
0: Ring the bell, baby.